It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here's Donald. Carry it out. Deep ball. Separation. Caught. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. The whole NFL is watching. A fourth and ten. And here they come. Make this pass. It's intercepted by Mosley. Bell breaks a tackle. Bell trying to go all the way. Le'Veon Bell. Touchdown. Big return for Crowder. And he's going to go all the way. Touchdown. 85 yards. Looking downfield. Fires this one. And intercepted at the 34. Jamal Adams goes down on the ground and takes it away. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. Welcome to Play Like a Jet. This is day number four of training camp out at Florham Park. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And I am joined, as always, to review camp in full detail by the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. Of course, above all of that, a very big deal. Mr. Chris Nimbley, who is fresh out of the pool because it was so hot at training camp today. Yeah, I, uh, it was cooking early today, and then we, were, we had to look directly into the sun uh, to watch it, all the practices. No shade over there, and I was just sweating like crazy. And, uh, yeah, I could, I could feel my forehead got cooked. I got, I'm going to have a nice burn there tomorrow. So as soon as practice was over, I just hopped in my car and went straight to my parents and hopped in the pool for a little bit and just kind of just floated around for a bit. And then came back and was like, all right, I'm ready to do this now. I love it, Chris. The only objection I have is that I wasn't invited over to go in the pool too because I don't have a pool in my backyard, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have a pool in my backyard either. That's why I have to go to my parents. So I don't typically, you know, do too much inviting over to of, of my parents anymore. Not not since I live there do I invite people over there. Sounds like I'm going to have to become friends with Mr. and Mrs. Nimbly. <laughs> yeah, just just Mr. You, you just want Mr. Trust me on that one. <laughs> well, we did have a Mr. Nimbly there, and that was Mr. Chris Nimbly, the very big deal. He was at training camp today. And so before you went in the pool and when you were there and it was cooking at training camp a little bit, just imagine what it was like for the guys who actually had to practice there were many of those, but Le'Veon Bell didn't have to go through the full practice today because, again, he was pulled aside for some tests. Yeah, he got drug tested uh, once again. Uh, Gay said afterwards that that was because uh, he wasn't here for OTAs, so he had basically a makeup test there. Um, it is, it's, and he also mentioned that you know this happens all the time. They're constantly pulling players out to go take a drug test. We just don't generally notice them because we're not watching all the other players as closely. It is kind of weird though. Cause you would think that the, the testers could just get them right before they run out to practice or get them right after practice. It's not like he's going to get that out of his system with a two hour practice. So you think they would be able to work with the team to not actually pull the guys out of practice. But apparently that's, that's not, uh, the way they do things, so he had to come out, uh, miss, a, uh, miss a little bit of practice, which gave some more opportunities for some other people, including Trenton Cannon, who was able to sub in there because they had Bilal Powell on a little bit of a snap count, uh, and Ty Montgomery was getting a lot of work, so they threw Trenton Cannon in there for a little bit. But 
yeah, and this is also another thing. Uh, we know Le'Veon Bell is in the the, the uh, program thing, so he doesn't just take one test a year. He can be tested randomly, and sometimes the NFL will do that thing where they say, okay, they give you a drug test, and they'll come back the next day just to make sure you didn't go out and uh, try to catch you celebrating for passing the first drug test. So, The perils of failing two previous tests, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you talk to any player in the league, and they'll tell you that the, the whole key about this is just don't fail in uh, the combine. Getting in, you got to come in clean, and then obviously stay out of trouble. Don't get arrested or anything. But then if you do that, the drug testing uh, is kind of a joke in the NFL because you come in uh, and you know exactly what day it's going to be, so you just have to be clean for that day and then you can just go about your business the rest of the, the year. On the bright side, Chris, Bell's absence for a part of practice open up opportunities for the other running backs. You mentioned Trenton Cannon, obviously Bilal Powell and Ty Montgomery. They all made an impact today. Yeah, it was another big day for the running backs, and the pads came on today. So the, the bulk of uh, the beginning of practice was just a lot of running. And Le'Veon Bell had some nice runs. Uh, Ty Montgomery broke off a, a big run uh, 50-plus yard touchdown, absolutely juke Grantes Miles out of his shoes at one point. Bilal Powell had a couple of nice runs, but it was Trenton Cannon, man. It was this guy at training camp, and I'm talking about running the ball, uh, him lowering his shoulder into guys who were about three times his size and just bouncing off of them. He, he was super impressive all training camp last year. Obviously, his struggles were really with – he struggled a lot in the punt return game. Uh, but, it, man, during training camp, with pads on, he is an impressive guy out there. He just is so quick and, and so strong. and He doesn't look like it, but the way he can just bounce off of people and the way he can make people miss is really impressive at least in training camp. So we'll have to see if he can go ahead and carry that forward into uh, preseason. And uh, with the depth here at running back, if he can, you know, somehow sneak his way onto his roster, it's going to be tough for him. But maybe not having to worry about the punt returning as much or just focusing on running back will be able to help him out. But, uh, again, I, I can't say enough good things about the performances I see from him in in training camp. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. 
With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. First padded practice today and also the first practice for Quinn and Williams, the number three overall pick in the 2019 draft. He signed his contract the other day and so he came in today and he was with the second team along with Blake Cashman and Chuma Adoga. Ja'Kai Polite was with the third team though. Anything we should read into this? Um, Yeah, a little bit, but I don't know how, how much you, you know, it's still early in the process. So... I, it seems that he's a little bit behind some of the other players. Uh, it, it could also just be, you know, they have, with Jordan Jenkins, Frankie Louvu, and Brandon Copeland, even Harvey Lange that they have out there. There's there's some players he's got to get up uh, in front of before he's getting those reps. They, they are, you know, it, it's a position where obviously they need upgrades, but they do have good depth in that area too. So he's got a couple guys he's got to leap ahead of, and it, it does seem like he's probably a little bit behind just because how consistently he's getting third uh, team reps and he's not really cracking that. But he's still a rookie. We know he's he was raw to uh, a little, you know, he's not the, the most refined guy coming out. So he's got some work to do. It's not anything I'd get concerned about, but, you can go ahead and take a look and say, yeah, okay, he's not ready to be uh, making any type of impact right away. What'd you see from the rookies today? Anything positive or negative? Not, not too much from the rookies. Uh, you know, there's a few plays here and there, but for the most part, it was it was about the guys that you know that you expected to see. There there wasn't too many surprises out there today. It was just uh, a lot more of the same. Again, the running backs getting used a lot. And just in the passing game downfield, Sam looking really good again. Um, there wasn't too much out of, out of any of the rookies. And uh, one thing, Adam Gase uh, gave some credence to my my views on how it is that we have to discuss inside guys on the inside of the line during these training camps. It's really hard to see unless you're the position coach, just specifically focused only on that. It's really hard to tell because he was asked about Quentin Williams and how he looked, and he was basically like, "Don't even waste my time with this. I need a, I'll need to wait and see the tape before I can tell you because it's really hard to tell with those interior guys." You mentioned this briefly earlier when you talked about Chakai Polite, but Frankie Louvu was with the starters today. Yeah, he got there. Uh, there was, you know. Um, there's been a little bit of a rotation in Greg Williams with the, the defense, especially the linebacker position. I talked about on the first day. Blake, Blake Cashman was getting first-team reps. Harvey Lange was getting them yesterday. And Louvu was getting them today. So there seems to be a theme uh, going on here where they're rotating guys in and out of that first team, you know, partially maybe just to give other guys a little bit of a break, but also just to get a better look at what these guys look like uh, playing along the other first team, going up against the, the first team offense as well. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint 
unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. One encouraging sign from the defensive side of the ball was Tremaine Johnson made a nice play today against Jamison Crowder. He's somebody that's really under the microscope. Everybody acknowledges that if the Jets are going to be able to be a quality defense this year, he's going to have to step up. So talk to me about that play in particular and what you saw from Tremaine Johnson in general today. Well, that play in particular, Sam Darnold threw his first interception to training camp. Um, and Tremaine Johnson was covering Jamison Crowder. Crowder ran a slot route. True uh, read it with his eyes and just simply undercut Jamison Crowder and made a, a nice a diving play on the ball to come away with the interception. He didn't get uh, as far as the whole day. He didn't have you know he didn't have any other big plays quite like that. But he also didn't get burnt a lot today. Uh, he didn't get burnt at all uh, deep or anything. So he had a much more solid day today. That was a, the play against Crowder was really nice play. So I watched that develop the whole way, and I could see exactly where he made the break on the ball and just came away with the interception. So it was a much, much better day for Tremaine Johnson. And like I said with Brian Poole yesterday, that's the type of a performance that this uh, the Jets team is going to need to get out of these cornerbacks. Talked about the running backs before, and you just talked about Tremaine Johnson making that play on Jamison Crowder, but it sounds like Crowder had himself another pretty good day, as did the rest of the Jets' passing game, other than that one interception by Darnold. Yeah, Crowder made a bunch of plays again. uh, Same thing again. He's just so quick and shifty, and he's got strong hands, just able to snatch the ball and then just take a quick turn upfield. That burst is really impressive. Robbie Anderson had another big play deep beating uh, Daryl Roberts this time for a touchdown. Uh, you know, Quincy was getting involved again. Deontay Thompson had a really nice play. Uh, Deontay Burnett had a couple too, but the, Deontay Thompson was really impressive. It was, a, it was a good day all around for the, the offense. The only real hiccup was that one interception from Darnold. And again, that wasn't even so much of a bad play by him, just as a great play by Truman Johnson. I saw this story, and I found it interesting, even though obviously it's not going to be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things because Davis Webb is involved, and at best he's going to be the second-string quarterback, more likely either the third-stringer or released. But he threw a nice touchdown pass at one point and then later fumbled the snap. Apparently, Dowell Loggins did not like it, got all fired up, pulled him out, and threw in Luke Falk. Yeah, he, he did that, and... uh it was also funny. You were asking about Greg Williams yesterday. I, I heard Greg Williams today. I said I, I hadn't heard him very much. You could see him visibly upset. He got visibly upset today and was very vocally upset as well. But yeah, Dow Loggins wasn't having it. It was They've had a couple issues. Uh, it hasn't been Jonathan, Jonathan Harrison, but they've had a couple issues with some snaps. And I think that's part of what led up to it. If this was the first botch snap of camp, I, I don't know if Dow Loggins would have yanked him quite like that, but it's it's happened a couple times, and he just simply get out of here now and just put Luke Falk in there, um, especially with the way Gase runs these practices. 
the speed and the tempo is much uh, quicker than what Bowles ever used to do. And when it's just running as clean and as efficiently as it has been the last couple of days, and then you just get a botch snap in there, they're, they're really not trying to have that. They will yank them out real quick after that. That sounds about right, Chris, because your deputy editor, Alan Schechter, was at practice and he texted me two things that made me chuckle. The first was, I've got a front row seat for the Greg Williams show, so that kind of goes along with what you just said. And the other thing he said was, boy, it's really interesting to watch how Greg Williams lines his safeties up in another zip code sometimes. Yeah, I saw more of that yesterday, and it was Ron Miles he was doing that thing, lining them up 30 yards off off the line and uh yeah that didn't work out too well early yesterday's practice there was there was definitely some of that today uh and it jumped out at me much more yesterday but yeah he he's still doing that he's still doing that and that's that's alarming that's it i really don't understand the thinking behind that i mean i know he obviously doesn't want to get beat deep but also when you're that far back it's just I don't know what you're doing out there. You can still get deep, deep because you just have to wait for the guy to commit to one side or the other more. Um, so that's that's definitely, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Greg Williams, uh, people like him, and a lot of that is just because of his aggressive nature. But he does have some holes in his game, and he has flaws. And one of the biggest, if not the biggest, is his desire to keep lining up one high safety 30 yards off the ball. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Let's go inside the press room now, Chris, and we'll start with the head coach. What did Adam Gase have to say? Big thing that, well, the funny thing that Gase said is, again, he was uh, asked about Quinn Williams, and then he was asked about uh, what type of shape he's in, and he said, oh, he's in phenomenal shape. And then he went with, I guess those YouTube tutorials are paying off. So uh, that was a good line there. Um, he talked about uh, a lot just about how everything's going in camp. He, like I said, he explained the, uh, the whole Le'Veon Bell being pulled out again, um, going up against Greg's defense again, and just the way that the offense is running, the way that Sam is adjusting, and Sam's learning everything else. And Sam talked about this as well, that it's not just, learning the playbook and knowing the plays and then also learning, uh, you know, the receivers and the running backs and how they run routes and what they like. But Sam is kind of doing this thing we've talked about in the past with coaches, how a good coach or a good manager has to know how to manage personalities and has to know, uh, you know, that this player likes to be, you want, you need to handle him. You know, pull him to the side and just talk to him quietly about stuff. While this other player might want you to actually rip into him. And Sam himself has said he's that type of guy. That's the type of guy he is. He would he would tell Josh McCown 
who was there today at, at practice as well. But he was last year. He would tell Josh McCown that you know, rip into me if I deserve it. Don't don't hold back. So that's the type of guy that Sam is. He wants to be out at that, but not everybody's like that. So Sam is learning that stuff, the ins and outs, everybody's personality, to, to help him become a better leader on and off the field. Play like a jet. Play like a jet with your host Scott Mason. Since you brought him up, Uncle Josh was in attendance today. Any notable things that you saw him do? I didn't even notice him on the uh, out there. Uh, I found out about it later. Um, but again, Sam, Sam talked about how they keep in touch a lot, and he, he was saying that a lot of how they communicate is actually through Snapchat, and that Josh is only on there because he has got young kids. So he that's how he communicates with his kids. So Sam's on there, and he says they still talk a lot, at least every other day. They still talk a lot about football. They go over, you know, he's gone over stuff uh, about this new system, about Adam Gates with Josh, they, about, you know, just ways to approach certain things. So even though Josh McCallum is no longer with this team, he's still here being a mentor to Sam Darnold and helping Sam Darnold out and in any way that uh, Sam needs. You guys also heard from Jamison Crowder, Bilal Powell, Tyamon Montgomery, and Jordan Jenkins in the press room after practice. What did they have to say? Ty Montgomery and Bilal Powell, a lot of the same stuff. Um, I you know, talked about what they've seen from Sam and how impressed they are with Sam. Same with Jamison Crowder. There. And actually, I can throw Jamison Crowder in with these guys too, but uh, they also... The two running backs talked a lot about how much they love the way that uh, Adam Gase is using the running backs, how they're uh, throwing them downfield, how they're attacking downfield, how they can use Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. And because of Ty Montgomery and his versatility, his ability to play receiver and running back, he can go out wide or he can go into the backfield and they can send Le'Veon Bell out wide. Obviously, to be able to help Lau Pau, who is versatile as well there, and can do those same things, that gives a lot of different options for this offense, a lot of different offenses, uh, options for Sam, uh, whether they're the first read or whether it's a you know the third or fourth read and just dump down to them. Uh, they're really excited about it. They, they also talked about uh, having – you know, Robbie on the outside, able to take the defense, the top off the defense, being able to have Quincy do a lot of uh, the heavy lifting, the, the, you know, uh, just making a catch and carrying 10 guys downfield, Chris Herndon eating up the middle of the field. They all really like the balance of this offense, that they feel like they have every guy to do all the, fill all the different roles and the, the ability to just keep defenses guessing and trying to, you know, okay, you go ahead and take this away, and then we got six other options to go ahead and beat you with there. Um, Jordan Jenkins really was just raving about Greg Williams and uh, a lot about his personality. He's talked about how he really responds to Greg Williams because he's a loud guy, because he gets angry and rants, and because he's out there cursing at the storm. He's, he's like, I grew up in the South playing football. This is what I'm used to. So he really likes that, but he also likes the the multiple fronts, the different schemes that he runs, uh, the different the versatility he shows there. Everything uh, he goes and uh, right there, and then he talked about Quinn and Williams as well. Um, 
Quinn and Williams had to come. You know, this was his first day. They have him. Uh, he said that everybody who comes to do the defense, and I saw Brian Poole do this yesterday, a new guy comes to join the team on the defense. They have to do up and downs. Uh, and he had uh, – Quinn had to do – because he was late, he had to do 40 of them. And he, someone asked if he was winded after that. And he was like, no, no, not at all. He did 40 of them. And he's in phenomenal shape. And he said he was just absolutely blown away. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe Quentin Williams really was working out 18 hours a day during that time off because that's a lot. As for a guy his size to be doing 40 of them and, and not be winded at all, that's really, really impressive. Maybe he went off the IHOP diet for a little while. Yeah, it appears so, at least. Uh, he did talk tell us yesterday that he, he lost some weight. Um, gained a little bit of muscle, so maybe he did. He 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 also talked about how he's been uh, you know talking and meeting with the, the dietitian, the nutritionist here. So he's gotten he's eaten uh, a, lo- a lot more vegetables, more of a plant plant based diet. So he he's probably getting off some of that IHOP. I'm, I'm sure he's sprinkling some of it in there right now because he's still a young guy. He's he's been living off that for too long. He can't go just cold turkey from that, but he's definitely working his way to eat much healthier. At the very least, he's probably ordering egg whites and whole wheat pancakes now, right? I'm sure, but egg whites are the most pointless thing in the world. I mean, if it doesn't have the yolk, I don't want it. Eggs are are among my favorite foods, but I need the yolk. Of course, I'm not an NFL player, though, so I, I can be fat. That's perfectly all right. I was just going to say, Chris, I'm sure you like chocolate cake, too. But, you know, this guy's on an NFL player diet here. Come on. Yeah, actually, you know, I think chocolate cake is is whatever. I'm not a big chocolate guy. Uh, but, yeah, no, your, your point is valid. Uh, it, you know, me being fat is, is just a me thing. I'm not, I'm not letting down a whole bunch of teammates doing it. And I'm not missing out on a whole bunch of paychecks, uh, multi-million dollar paychecks, because I'm out of shape. Well, at least I didn't say Oreos, right? Exactly. <laughs> Any injuries to talk about? No, I, not not that I noticed, and I, I didn't. Uh, Gase didn't say anything about him after the practice, so we seem to be pretty clear on that so far right now. And it's still just those three guys: Brandon Bryant, Marcus May, and Blesson Austin working to the side. Um, you know, so right now, otherwise, it seems to be a pretty clean bill of health. Any sense that the Jets could be shopping for depth, not only a corner, but also at safety because of what's going on with Marcus May? I mean, just common sense, uh, really, right there. Uh, I haven't heard anything like concrete that they're really out there searching, but I know that they're, they're keeping their eye open. They're working on some things. They've got their eyes on certain players, so... They're going to stay on top of this, and I expect it to get done at some point. Uh, They'll they'll do something, bring in some more guys, but there's nothing imminent that I've heard of. Anything that surprised you at all today, either in a positive or negative direction? Nothing in a negative direction. I was as much as I was impressed by Trenton Cannon all last training camp, and I was writing and raving about him all last training camp. Uh, he, he didn't. He didn't pop out, stand out that much uh, during mini camps and even the first two days of practice. But it, it, again, just the fact that today they put the pads on, and then to, that's the day that he stands out. That that was a little surprising and uh, a very impressive. Um, but otherwise, you know, this team 
we know what the strength of this team is. We know what the weaknesses of this team is. And, the, the you know, watching Robbie Anderson beat Daryl Roberts isn't going to surprise anybody. Knowing how good this running back group is, I guess I could say just overall I have been impressed with Ty Montgomery. He's been better than I expected him to be as both a receiver and a runner. Uh, so I've been impressed with him. Um, and so that that's probably the most surprising thing so far, though. Hopefully Trenton Cannon evolves past just being a member of the David Clowney August Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to wait and see, and that's a crowded backfield. So, you know, he might be looking at preseason just to get some good tape out there to, for somebody else. But uh, he, he's a talented uh, player, uh, and we'll have to wait and see if he can put it together during actual games if he can make his way on this roster, but he is a talented player. And especially for a guy his size, it's fun watching him just play as physical as he does. Running back is as crowded a position for the Jets as there is anywhere on the field, and it's going to be fascinating to see who ends up making the cut. We know Le'Veon Bell will be the main guy. Beyond that, though, who knows? That's what training camp and the preseason are here to determine. And tomorrow, we'll take another step in that direction with another practice. Chris, you'll be back to recap that one as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. For anybody that's looking for your big three takeaways from practice today, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can find that. Yeah, you can find my work on uh, JetsInsider.com and follow me on Twitter at JetsInsider and at CNimbly. Go ahead and follow him at JetsInsider or at CNimbly. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com, where you can also see the work of his deputy editor, who is at practice today as well, Alan Schechter, who you can follow on Twitter, at Alan underscore S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.